Hey, this is Barbara Corcoran. You are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. This episode is presented by AT&T Business. Today, I'm sitting down with Kelly Flanagan. You probably know her from Pilot Pete's season of The Bachelor. I'm going to talk to her about a lot of stuff you don't know about her, like how she's able to work with five siblings in her family's law firm. What, is she crazy? How she's turning bachelor fame into social media empire? How does she do it? And last, I'm going to have her spill the beans on her new man. So listen in. Hey, Kelly, thank you very much for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I thought you were pretty when I saw you online. I thought you were beautiful when I saw you in the show and they cheated with the lighting and the makeup because I know I do that. Uh, But in person, you're much more beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So you don't photograph well. You know that, right? (laughs) It looks like my camera guy's got to help me out here. Yeah, but my God. I need some help. You're a natural starlet, like like an old-fashioned starlet. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel graced my office here. (laughs) So I want, for those few people in the universe who might not know much about your background, why Mm -hmm. don't you paint a little picture for me if you could. You grew up in Chicago. You grew up in a big family. Mm -hmm. Tell me what that experience of growing up there was what kind of kid were you uh oh god what kind of kid was that um yeah I have five siblings so there's a lot of us we're all a year apart for the most part a year apart we're all a year apart (laughs) your poor mother I know your lucky dad I know (laughs) I know but it was a dynamic that was chaotic the entire thing um not gonna lie you know we weren't the picture perfect family for the most part, we all had the right direction, but we were definitely rugrats. You know, we were always causing problems in the neighborhood and always picking on each other. There was always something going on at the house, but um, we we all loved each other. We were all extremely close, but we were all very out there. There was always 20 kids at our house, you know, eating. My mom would feed it. My mom's a Greek, so she would always make us massive meals. That's part of the Greek culture, I think, right? I have one Greek in my neighborhood, and we were always at her house. (laughs) Exactly. So we were hosting a lot of people, and um, we had a lot of fun growing up. You know, there was never a lack of that, and um, playing a lot of crazy games when we were growing up, but I don't really know what silence is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's always something going on. You're comfortable with chaos. I'm going to yep. uh, turn up loud music here to see you at home. But you said you had the right direction. Mm-hmm. What What would you, how would you describe the right direction? Um, I would describe it as just, we would, we would do little things, you know, back in the day we would teepee houses, you know, mm-hmm. it was innocent, probably wasn't the best thing to do, but. Well, I don't at, know what a teepee house is. I had a show in Hanny's <laughs> Club. I think that was illegal, but what's a teepee house? No, teeping houses. Oh. So like you throw the toilet paper in the oh, trees. Oh, I see. So it would be, it would be little things, but we weren't getting arrested. We weren't like drinking or doing drugs. And so it was like playful fun. And my parents made sure to kind of be on us and make sure that um, they would ridicule us if we were doing something that was really bad for our growth. Mm-hmm. But if it was something kind of innocent and playing around, like teeping a house, they weren't really going to get on us. Yeah, that's great. They yeah. gave you a little bit of freedom. I think that makes for good kids yeah. smart parenting as well. Were they uh, playing favorites ever? Did you sense they were playing favorites among your siblings? Um, 
I not necessarily, but if you ask all my siblings, they would say I'm my mom's favorite. Ah, they would say it, <laughs> yeah. not you. I'm I, sure it's I, true. I definitely see it. Uh, my mom and I are very close, so I I see it, but. They, they wouldn't really play favorites. You know, they were they were actually really good parents in terms of um, treating us all differently in the way that we needed to be treated. You know, mm-hmm. each kid is going to be v- very different personality-wise, and they knew how to deal with us differently. Like, I'm a little bit more sensitive than my older brother. So yes. they could scream at him, but with me, they knew how to approach it differently. Wow. Yeah. Great parenting, yeah. really. Yeah. Usually you get doled out the same stuff. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I had grown up with nine siblings, but my okay. mother said when she had more than three, it made no difference. She was out of control. <laughs> and I really think that's true when speaking with mm-hmm. other people with large families. But I found growing up uh, that we were all naturally competitive. Are you competitive? Extremely. Do you credit your large family to your sense of being very competitive? Absolutely. Um, I would definitely say that. You know, it's actually funny because it kind of played out on the show it was you know we had a football game and the majority of the girls had no idea how to like throw a football or play football and I was like guys when I was younger my brothers used to throw these balls at me all day (laughs) and they were the target yeah and they're like if you do not catch this you're going to sit here for another 10 minutes and you're going to try so that's additional training from Mm -hmm. your brothers I think they toughen you up a bit you know and you also need to especially when you're I'm the youngest of them you need to like learn how to have a voice because Mm. growing up it was kind of um a sense of I never got my way you know it was more mm-hmm. of having to be the follower and I needed to learn how to like figure out what I needed within that dynamic um, with them actually listening to me mm-hmm. so it was it, it teaches you a lot mm-hmm. growing up with a big family oh definitely I think you're better prepared to go out into life because it's like you grew up in a small town yep. pecking order everybody adopts different roles mm-hmm. uh, it's just more like life. But you also know how to interact with people because there's so many different personalities at yes. such a young age that it yes. gives you that sense of being like, okay, I know this person might be sensitive. Don't say this kind of joke to them because they're not going to respond, respond well. Mm-hmm. So you read people well also as a result, mm-hmm. you think? I think so. I think that's what comes with it. So you go off to college, you major in marketing. Yeah. But you don't go into marketing. You become an attorney, which is a grind. I mean, to really put that kind of study time in mm-hmm. and effort, uh, why would you change course? I would say if I if I added marketing to being an attorney, they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> I know. Couldn't be more unrelated. They actually were. But the coolest thing about law is um, even with a degree, a degree behind you, you can kind of go into any field, which my parents and my siblings definitely reiterated to me growing up. They're like, listen... You know, I actually wanted to be a dentist when I was younger. I was probably six or seven years old. I wanted, I want to go into dentistry. You wanted to be a dentist? <laughs> Strange child. I know. I know. I know. Did I'll, you have I'll bad teeth? Me. No, that, I've never so had braces. Wow. Had braces. Your teeth are so perfect. They look Thanks. like they're fake. Thank you. I'm sure they were fake teeth. No. Wow. They aren't. I've never had braces, but... um. Growing up, it was just kind of something I was like, all right, I'm going to go to all this schooling Mm. to become a dentist, and then what about if I don't like it? Good point. So with law, I was kind of like, if I go into law, I can go into any industry that I want, Mm -hmm. and I could figure that out. So it was was definitely a change in terms of marketing and then going into law. I know that's very random, but I'm kind of glad I did that with my position that I am in today, doing social media stuff and then doing law stuff. So it works out. So one supports the other. I want to go into the social media in a little bit, but I'm curious about the dynamic at 
the place where you work. You're working mm -hmm. at your father's company with how many siblings working there also? So Four? there's there's five of us total there. Wow. One sibling is not an attorney. Um, Traitor. I know. <laughs> he decided to go off and he grows hemp in North Carolina. So oh. very different compared to us in that aspect. But um, in, in the office, it's, it's a crazy dynamic because growing up with each other we're all very blunt I yes. th there's no fakeness between us it's and an advantage that that correlates into the law firm too so mm -hmm. there's about 50 people that work there and it's it's truly like a family setting in there mm -hmm. you know um you're not having to read people and trying to figure out what they need they're going to tell you mm -hmm. they're going to be honest with you, you. mean among hey. your family members whether it's my family members or someone who works there with oh, us really? That's yeah the culture of the business totally yeah. um the majority of the people that work there have been there for 20 years. So yeah. they've seen me grow up, you know, they've been around since I've been like five, six, seven years old. Mm. Um, so we, we kind of include them as if they are family. Yeah, and they probably think of you as one of the kids of sorts if yeah. they've seen you around. Yeah. So your father started that firm. Did he mm. want all of his children in the firm with him? Or was it just the kids that that's where we want to be, Dad, we're coming in? He definitely would mention it to us. Um, I think planting he, the seed, that clever <laughs> devil. Yeah, he he definitely would mention it to us, and I think he saw how massive of a change it made for him in terms mm. of going to law school. When he went to law school, he's like, just it just changes the way you think. And in I, what way do you think? I, I personally had that experience. Um, when people would directly ask me a question, this is something that I noticed. When people and my mom does this, so it's mm -hmm. funny because me and my mom are a lot alike. So. If you ask my mom, like, uh, what's the weather today? You know, sometimes she'll, like, get off on a tangent and not necessarily answer it. <laughs> and I feel like I used to be a little bit more like that. Um, so it teaches you how to really answer what you're being asked. Cut because in law, chase. yeah, you, you got to get, get and answer that question immediately. So it just, it teaches you differently how to think and mm -hmm. how to problem solve. Mm -hmm. It's interesting you say that. I was involved in one lawsuit my entire life, mm -hmm. which was with the Donald Trump himself, for $5 oh, wow. million, dollars, and thank God I won because I had the money to fight. There we go. But I have to say the, the phenomenal attorney that coached me before I went to court actually coached me in the opposite direction. He said, when they ask you a question, he asks a specific question, he said, but don't really answer it. Go around the bush. I'm like, really? How do I do that? And it was, I don't think well, I ever got good at it. Is it a tactic yeah. that attorneys often will say? Yeah, oh, of course. If you don't want to specifically answer that question, you beat around the bush. Yeah, it's kind of like a politician. <laughs> I wouldn't think that would be okay in court, but I learned differently because yeah. you won, so I guess maybe not because of that reason. When things aren't in your favor, you don't necessarily want to answer them. Yeah, when you got a bigger guy than you, you don't think things are in your favor. <laughs> Very true. I would want to share true. with you that just because you brought me back there talking yep. about it for a moment. Uh, the first question uh, that Mr. Trump's attorney asked me is he said, first thing out of the bat, you have a son? He's two. Where does he live? I was so intimidated, I lost my voice. Like, what did that have to do with anything? But that was exactly what the tactic was. Yeah. It took me a good 10 minutes to recover from that. I thought they were going for my son while I was sitting in the courtroom. I had to go and get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah really, they want to put the pressure Really, really on scary. So your dad's running this firm. He's still active in the firm? Uh, no, my dad's actually 83 years old, so he kind wow. of is more retired. Um, so who runs it? My siblings, for the most part. Collectively, they run the firm? Yes and no. Um, my oldest brother's been there the longest. Mm -hmm. uh, his name's Mike. So and how old is Mike? He is 34, mm -hmm. about to turn 35 in a couple of days, actually. Mm -hmm. um, he has been there the longest, you know, so he has more of the say. But all of us have different roles. And they're very clear what the roles are? Y 
Yeah, I would say they're they're pretty clear. Um, my sister and I, one, are more of the newbies. You know, it, it takes it takes a while to really newbies, learn. By how many years have you been there? Um, I've been there probably for maybe three or four years now. Oh, yeah, so okay. not too long, but that's an old newbie. It is, it is, but there's there's so much to learn, um, and especially just we're so. We have really good relationships with our clients, so whether it's on that end, whether it's actually doing the property tax work, um, we do a lot of these buildings for several years, so knowing that specific building, it's going to be easier for my brother to go in and say, I already know this, mm-hmm. like the back of my hand, I've done with, the, I've dealt with this building yes. the past five years, like, you know, he could do it in his sleep, of course, yeah. but with us, it comes in, we're doing different buildings, and it's like, okay, well, I don't know this building, why did, why did the property taxes get cut last year, what were the reasons behind it, so yeah. it's a big shift there. Um, it's great you have individual projects named buildings, though, it gives you totally. your own valley, your own territory. We're actually project. in all 50 states, which is cool. Wow. So um, each sibling kind of has their own region or people in the firm do. So and what's your beat so far? Even I'm, though you've been there a short time. Yeah, I'm still in the Chicago-based stuff and just more behind the scenes. Um, my family does other things outside of the law firm, so I'm doing the the crazy projects, staying more in Chicago-based. Mm-hmm. But if my crazy bro- projects like what would be a crazy project? They they in, they invest in some companies. We have land. Um, that they're dealing with then so if you know we had toxic gas on the land if we had to go out there and oh. figure out how to get that off and send it over to michigan i would be in my car driving over exciting there exciting though my yeah God. it's almost like you have a giant box of paints you could paint your own future whatever you want to do there do you have that kind exactly. of freedom to decide hey i really like this let me do that uh yes and no because they they definitely my brothers have more control over my sister and i and we're more not necessarily their assistants but they're like, hey, Cal, you gotta, you gotta help me out with this. So mm-hmm. they, they like, give us things that they can't necessarily get to. But if I really wanted to work on something, they'd be like, yeah, of course. If you want to learn this, go ahead, like, come with me. Well, you know, I'm thinking, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, you're so good at social media. <laughs> can you, can you do that for your firm? Have you talked about that with your brothers, your siblings? I think it would be hard. I don't necessarily think the firm needs social media. Doesn't um, everybody need it today? Every business is well grounded in social media. Expand their brand. Yeah, no, th- they definitely do. Um, but it's such a niche market, and there's, you know, the percentage of people that own own commercial real estate is so thin and mm-hmm. and not so thin if you have 50 members in your firm yeah Big I, business. I yeah no I definitely agree with that um but it's it's just we one we have a, a guy in office that does all the tech stuff and but we've never really done the social media on it and you know they've been expanding it's more they we we expand more on um personal connections yes so a lot of going and meet and greets and um, friends or other clients recommending mm-hmm. us and whether that's taking them to dinner and making a personal connection to just show them who we are and mm. tell them that they could trust us it's with like old-fashioned marketing yeah with your feet on the ground yep yeah. and but I, I think believe would... if they would use your brain power you're so good at social media <laughs> if they would use your brain power and apply it to the modern day version mm-hmm. of putting your feet on the ground I gotta believe You'd be the head of the firm before you know it. <laughs> I wonder how that would translate. I really do. That that's something that I have to I put haven't some met more a business time. doesn't translate to yet. Yeah. I used to think it doesn't fit this now. All the business I invested in on Shark Tank, if they're not strong on social media, I don't buy in. If yeah. I can't learn it, I get out. Yeah. Because I find like it's like walking around with one leg. Mm-hmm. But you're an established firm, so you can afford to do that and the firm's doing totally. so well and you have yeah. the family involved. 
Um, I wanted to ask you, if you don't mind, about The Bachelor. Let's do it. Okay, which to me, think, if I wanted to put those two pieces together, marketing and law, that's number one. Yep. Well, that's number one. And now The Bachelor and being an attorney, that's number two. I don't know how those go together. How do they go together? When first, when you went on the show, mm-hmm. did you have any concerns that it could hurt your image as an attorney be taken less seriously? 100%. Uh, it's actually funny because... I wasn't taking it. I, I didn't apply for the show. I got um, someone, you know, recommended me or applied for me, and mm-hmm. I... Without even telling a good buddy to pick I, this child? I don't, actually don't know who it was, and I'm still wow. trying to figure out who it is. But wow. I think that happens quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe they met you at one of those uh, business cocktail parties. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have any in to, like, a producer. I didn't I didn't know anyone that worked for the you. network. I so. love those stories. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know how I got contacted. But when I did, um, I was... It's so funny because I was at lunch with all of my siblings, and they were just like, what? Do and they even know the show, your siblings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they knew it. Um, we would watch it here and there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't say my brothers knew it too well, but mm-hmm. they, they definitely are familiar and watched a couple episodes either with me or their past girlfriends or girlfriends, whatever. So, um, yeah, they knew it. And one of my brothers kind of, like, laughed it off, and he was like, go through the process. He was like, you know, see see how this stuff goes. Like, you're in such a different world. Like, go through and wow. see how it goes. And, you know, he... He he kind of prefaces, like, he was just like, just learn as much as you can. Mm. So he's like, even if you're not going to do it, go through the process and see how the entertainment business works. And I was like, yeah, good idea. My other brother, who's a little bit more hard. Um, this is the older brother who runs the firm? N- no. Oh, he, another hard one. <laughs> yeah. So there was, it was like a family feud, to be completely honest. Um, <laughs> one of my brothers was like, ah, oh, that's funny. Give it a shot. My other brother was like, absolutely not. He was like, you don't know how this stuff works. What about if you go on the show and you get drunk and you make a fool of yourself? Wow. Yeah, so he was screaming. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let me take you back to the big happy family image of only five minutes ago. Yeah. So your siblings jumped all over you? Oh, they always, we all jump all over each other. We're very blunt with each other. What was your immediate reaction before they even opened their mouth? What was your, hmm, should I do that? What was your... I was, I was definitely confused, but I was definitely interested. My mindset is always try something once mm-hmm. and to see what direction. Like, that's why I love traveling so much. Going and learning about different cultures and stuff like that teaches me who I am. Mm-hmm. So awesome. so I was like, I I was confused, definitely, but I was definitely interested at the same time because I was like, this could be like a cool learning experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like, who, who knows how this works? I'll never get this opportunity again to be mm-hmm. in this position to learn about the entertainment industry and mm-hmm. to see how this works you you have no idea what could happen so so your, your siblings kind of uh, immediately took a vote on the whole thing was it yeah. half for half against i would was say it? i would say just about yeah. that and then where did you land that day definitely i'm going to try it you didn't want to miss it i kind of i sided more with um the brother who is just he's like the more laid back one and mm-hmm. i was like yeah let's just go through the process and see how this works mm-hmm. you know and um there was no re- it wasn't hurting me in any way you didn't if worry I went through- though even then at that juncture oh i won't be taken oh, seriously okay. as an yeah attorney. no you're right yeah. so so for that um those were definitely discussions because i was like oh man what about if i go on the show i don't have control over edit any editing That's and really true 
uh, I was like, what about if if something happens and I get a horrible portrayal on the show or say I'm Which having an off happens. day? Yes. Yeah, and I was like, or what about if I'm having an off day? And what that's... if they make you look ugly? I don't think they could do it. <laughs> Maybe they could There is actually times where I came out with just soaking wet hair and they're like, You'd this look is good how with you wet hair, unfortunately. <laughs> they're like, this is how don't this girl wants to interview. And I was like, let's do it. <laughs> um, but no, there was definitely a concern in terms of the law field to come off and being like, oh man. If I get like a bad rap here, you know, it could it could really hurt me. Mm-hmm. But I guess I had enough faith in myself to know that I wasn't going to be like one of the dramatic girls and know that I was going to be getting into arguments or fights and kind of just minding my own business until I decide to speak up or I kind of had to. And what, at what point did you feel you have to speak up and make your mark on the show? Did it happen in the first episode? Did you feel like you had to compete with all the personalities? To be honest, I'm a little bit more laid back, so I just let everyone do their thing. And uh, I think it was episode one where I cheated on the obstacle Shame course. on you. You don't look like the type to me. <laughs> to be honest, I was about to fall off that tricycle or whatever, and I was like, all right, either I fall off and lose or I go for it and see what people say. See you. <laughs> yeah. So I went in and, uh, yeah, definitely got attacked immediately from the girls when I walked down, and they were very offended. And you, I think I dealt with it fine. I just said, hey, look, I'm sorry. Terrific. That I think you I brought the whole you. audience to your side on that one. Yeah. I thought that kind of spelt your personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, again, not the best participant for the show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I handled it in that way. And uh, mm-hmm. Were you out to win in the get-go? You said you were competitive as a child with yeah. all the siblings at home. Were you went in there thinking... I'm going to win this thing. I'm going to get this guy. You know what? I think my storyline's a little bit different just because mm-hmm. I did meet him prior to filming. Oh, tell so, me. I so didn't when, realize. Yeah. So when I met him in the hotel, that was the main reason of why I even went on the show was because I met him and I was like, should I do this? You know, I pulled him aside and I said, I'm actually in like the final process of casting. Um, is this something you'd recommend? And he's like, yeah, like Kelly, do it. Like I'm telling you right now, like do it. And I was like, all right, let's do it. You should have said to him, promise me you'll take me. <laughs> Put it in writing. I'm an attorney. Sign here. Get a witness. I could tell we got along. So I I think I had some reassurance there that I could just be myself. And um, Did you think of that as an advantage? I would if I was like, he likes me. I like him. Let me get in that show. Yeah, but also you could look at it as an advantage, but you could also look at it as um, a disadvantage as well because I knew the girls weren't going to like that. So I kind of minded my own business and until I saw him or at least tried to for the majority of it. But, yeah, my competitive nature, I went in there specifically <laughs> for him. I was like, I've met this guy. Like, we got along. Like, let's do this thing. Yeah. Um, I probably was not the best participant, if you want me being honest. You know, I was taking naps half the time. Oh, my God. Well, I good. was just chilling. So um, Sounds like a confident woman to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you should have been because in the show, uh, Peter – course the star peter weber Mm -hmm. broke a lot of hearts broke a lot of commitments yep but then in the end like the sheshier cat you sneak i don't know if that's right (laughs) sneak around the side and you get the guy you win the prize did that surprise you i know it surprised a lot of people who are watching but did that surprise you it it definitely surprised me but at the same time like when him and i like ran into each other again his one of his first questions was did you even like me well one on the show after you had a relationship or prior to prior to prior to yeah so um one you know 
I was having some difficulties on the show in terms of just the way production goes. Again, I wasn't the best participant in a lot of things. And you mean the production, uh, the producers wanted you to speak up more, get more engaged? Yeah. You were observing and thinking, where's my spot here? Yeah. Well, not necessarily that. I was just not struggling with them. I got along with all the producers, but at the same time, there were some things that I just wasn't comfortable with that they probably wanted me to mm. get more involved with. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Good. And kind of put my foot down. Um, so... Him and I on our one-on-one, there was there was like two seconds where we had our mics off, and I remember like we were walking to um, this like hot tub thing, and he was like, Kelly Flanagan, listen to me right now, work with them, like start working with them. So we both knew that there was complications. And Peter said that to you. Mm-hmm. He said, like, coached you. And But like I couldn't get out, and I was like, you don't even understand what's going on, because you know, he's only told one thing. So he had one side, mm. and I don't think it was the most beneficial to me in terms of what side he had. So... Um, I was trying to like explain what the heck was actually going on. That's stress. My gosh, I, yeah. I, I'm feeling so stressed <laughs> hearing this. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when it when it you know the show went on and um, as it went on, I was like, what the heck just happened? But when him and I met back up, his first question was, did you even like me? And he was he was oh. convinced that how tender I, didn't I like, like him. him for asking that. Yeah. Sounds insecure. He didn't come across as an insecure guy. You know what? And it, and it was funny because I think the way that our one-on-one were was portrayed on TV he he went back and watched it and like that's what he was like did this was this girl even into me because it, it was played back ah, that way I see so um he definitely had a question I was like yeah I genuinely did mm-hmm. he was like really so then once we started talking about like what was actually going on and all of that stuff it was a completely different story from mm-hmm. um what we both thought or it was like an explanation to like kind of understand more Let's take a short break to talk about a company I love. Now let's get back to the show. Kelly, I'm a little curious about one thing. I was surprised, uh, and I'd I'd love to hear your thinking behind it. I was surprised you took him back. Yeah. Yeah. I I felt it, maybe it was the way it was portrayed on the show, Mm -hmm. but it didn't seem to marry your personality that I was expecting. All of a sudden, you take him back, you run away with the prize. I was like, okay, (laughs) I get that she ran away with the prize. I'd pick her, too. But why would you take him back? Um, so what was going on in your head? Was it a love affair at that point? You said, I've fallen in love with this guy along the way. I think it, it was it was pretty tough at that point because I knew I'd always regret not, not trying it out. And I need to learn that lesson by myself because I saw, you know, and, and I always say this, you're not necessarily going to be 100% yourself on the show. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes I have a very sarcastic personality, but I'm not going to go because I know that's not going to correlate on TV. Mm-hmm. So when it when it came to that, like him and I were in communication. I was like, all right, I have two options. Either I walk away now because things are really messy here or I give it a shot and kind of say, screw the public. I'm going to give this a mm-hmm. shot and find out if this is going to work for myself or not. Good for you. And Under the public eye, that's not so easy to do. It's a it's, braver decision than me. I got a lot of Playing backlash on it. Yeah. A lot of backlash. How about but, from your family, your siblings? They were for it or against it? Um, They're always, again, my, my family is a little bit nuts in the case that they're pretty hard on they us. They say the same about you. <laughs> I, I, they probably do. <laughs> I think we all do. Um, but no, they were actually pretty supportive of it. Wow. You know, when times are like tough like that and they saw articles hitting nonstop that were probably not the most positive, they were like, hey, look, just do whatever, do what you want. You know, we're here and that's like where they always come in and they're, they're great. But 
they'll they'll be they'll be under me and telling me how I mess up every single day. But when times get tough, they're there. But how about your mother? Did she invite Peter over for dinner? My mom sit, sit him at her <laughs> big table and give him food. I think yeah, no, she did. I think she threw a couple jabs in here and there, but, but no pies or anything, right? <laughs> no, but she was welcoming no. and kind. Yeah, that's very supportive. Yeah, I think actions speak always louder than what people are saying. Yeah, no, she definitely probably had some, but at by that point, it was it was just a funnier type of thing, you know, where. We're all laughing so about you played it. out your hand. Now it's over. Mm-hmm. And then I read a couple of days ago. I wrote it down and made a note. I thought, <laughs> what an interesting use of language. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to read your words back describing how your relationship is now. I don't know if you've gotten this. I was like, I've read it twice. I said, we're fully not in communication anymore. Uh-huh. I thought, fully not. Oh, I get it. They're not talking to each other. But how eloquently put. We're fully not. I'm not fully not in communication with my husband for 35 years, I would have to say. I'm going to borrow your words. But how did you come out with those words? Is that legal training? Like, to put it just that way? I think it kept everybody wondering what that meant. I mean, that's the truth. I, I don't know how Phone I call? Think. No. Text? Ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where we stand right now. You know, and I, I think that was more from my end and that was communicated towards him that, uh, go do your thing and don't don't speak to me clearly there was issues there and a reason behind it yeah. but uh yeah that's how we ended so it, it wasn't a good break towards the end and um i think that's that's there to stick so but, well, before we leave peter i have to ask you what about the mother-in-law <laughs> give us the real dirt on the mother-in-law i mean was she as she was portrayed um I gotta, hurt, you know i gotta think the worst mother-in-law in the world i'm irish i gotta have that mother-in-law ever okay. you know what i think her and peter are very close that's a bad start um with mother-in-laws <laughs> if you're the daughter-in-law <laughs> and um i think she's very involved in his life yeah okay you're a very gracious lady i would say i'm going to translate that the um the mother-in-law is not fully not in communication with her relationship with peter <laughs> Well, something like that. I'm sure you could write it really good. <laughs> so you're going to be on the next Bachelor in Paradise. Take a second run of TV. I think you're turned on by it, listening to you. I think uh, you being out of the TV space and going back to the law firm and even expanding that mm-hmm. business, working at it, being a success. You know, there's some magic to TV, a craziness, but a magic. Yeah. Oh, is that in your cards, Bachelor in Paradise? You know what? It's, it, there is definitely magic, but it also comes with a lot of, like, it, you know, it does some mental damage on every single person that's on it. The amount of ridicule coming off of it. Um, you don't think that just toughens your skin? You apply it to other things? A hundred percent. And I agree with you, but it's very hard to do a show like that knowing that you have zero control of whatever narrative. And, mm-hmm. again, um I don't know. I don't know if if I'm going to do Paradise, you know, they're... If you choose to do it, do you just call them up, call the producer and say, hey, it's me. How about I get on the next... No, they have to ask you. Oh, but couldn't you ask? I mean, (laughs) I'm I'm sure. both ways, right? I'm sure. I'm sure. And, you know, I'm sure if you really, really wanted it, you could reach out to them and say, this is something I'm interested. Let me know if you guys want me. And they would be receptive to that. Aren't you at least curious enough to dip in and say, hey, I wonder if you might have an interest? Or is that the beginning and the end right away? Um, no, I, I don't, in. I don't think there's any shame on that. If, if you want to do it and you, you could reach out and I don't think. Yeah. If you don't, I'm going to be disappointed in you. Really? I really mean it because I, I mean, this is very selfish. I think people watching didn't get enough of you. And I think you've already casted the die and you're going to go in that direction. You read well, you're beautiful, you sound intelligent, and people remember you. A lot of the contestants are not remembered mm-hmm. at all. I thought you had a presence that most of the women on the show did not have. 
Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, Thank this you. one's a good one. Yeah. And then I learned your name. Whoa, she's a good one. But as I was told, and mm-hmm. I won't mention by who, but um, I think I, I think I was told on like week two that I just was not good for TV. Who told you that? <laughs> insulting they said we love you but you are not good for tv i think i think you know they drama sells and i wasn't necessarily caught up in that too much and it was more of Mm -hmm. uh, i don't know but uh i don't know we'll see we'll see you better let me know if i just happen to be flicking channels i find out i know about but i think i'll know about your voice is so big in social media Mm -hmm. you mentioned when you first came in to me before we had the cameras rolling uh that uh i I forget exactly how you said it, but can you make money with your social media do you see the potential in other business there you're investing in certain things oh absolutely so how do you do that because it's what everybody dreams about doing just getting some media mm-hmm. coverage. How do I parlay it into money? Yeah. How do you do that? How do you make money, as Kevin O'Leary says? Money. <laughs> I love it. Uh, there's actually a lot of money in social media. I'm not going to lie about that. But, you know, you. I'm also someone that I want to I want to start, like, businesses by myself. And I want to, like, feel accomplished. And that's something that's going to make me feel good inside. So right now I'm working on a couple of projects to start, like, two businesses on my own um, and take and what that what kind risk. of product line? Like, what? One is going to do skincare stuff. I was going to say, I hope it's a beauty line. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, skincare it stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know a lot of, uh, I have a lot of knowledge about skincare just because I told you I struggled mm-hmm. before with it. But that and then um, jewelry. So just like oh, dainty, cute jewelry. Noticing the jewelry. Oh, well, yeah. Dainty, that's what you have. Yeah. yeah. Very, is that your own jewelry? This is not. This is not it. Um, again, you know, it takes a while to put it in the works. And then I'm sure. Starting up a YouTube here soon. And then, you yeah. And then what you're going to cover on YouTube? What's it going to be your um, main subject matter? A lot of different things. So, you know, a lot of, I like to, or at least I try to like communicate with the people that follow me. Like I'm appreciative for them mm-hmm. and I try to communicate with them. And you do, they do engage tremendously. I yeah. notice that very much. So. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, they're essentially wanting to see what I do. So I was like, guys, ask me questions in terms of what you want to know. And a lot of people request certain things, whether it's um, the bar exam, getting over that. What was law school like? What was boarding school like? You know, how do you do your makeup? What do you do for your skincare? What do you do for your hair? So traveling, like I'm, I've been all over the world and learned a lot from that. And so just whatever topics they necessarily so want. So your subject is really life. I don't know what yeah, you left life. out of there. You go yeah. left, right, up, down, yeah. anything. Yeah. But I think uh, I think if you can apply it to the YouTube as you do it to your current social media, I think people sense genuineness. I think they listen when they think you're speaking from the heart. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like what uh, the TV camera often likes to see the drama mm-hmm. uh, is best left on the TV station. People like to trust, I think, mm-hmm. in social media. Do you find that? No. Do you de- hear that a lot from people? They trust you? Uh, yeah. Um, I try to be you know, a good friend of my people. I try to keep my circle a little bit tight because it's it's hard being in this world and um, people not having your best interests. So mm-hmm. the people that have been my life have been my life for a pretty long time. And I try to make sure that I give back or, you know, stay updated with their life. And mm-hmm. um, those are the people I trust because they know like where my heart is. I know where yes. their heart is. I know they have my back. And mm-hmm. When you have that in your life, you don't necessarily need all of the other stuff. Oh, also, and also I think with the phoniness that comes with any kind of media business, you start to appreciate mm-hmm. uh, that you just can't take that for granted. It's a yeah. big phony world out there. Yeah. You know? So you, those people become precious to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, they, they definitely do. Um, it's fun. It's fun having, 
you know, doing doing whatever you please and people being your biggest cheerleader and rooting for you. And um, it's, you know, they make my day and hopefully I could give them some kind of entertainment or education value back mm-hmm. to them for for doing that for me. So you have a new cheerleader in your life, I hear. <laughs> a rumor, I think it's true. Are you going to spill the beans and tell us about him? I can give you a little bit. Come um, on, give us a lot. <laughs> What do you got? What do there, you got? There's, you know, there's, it's a, it's a sticky situation. Um, That's a bad start. It's yeah, should be know. easy in the beginning. <laughs> it only gets worse. No, trust not, me. not in terms of us getting along. We get along oh, great. Um, the His only mother doesn't like you. He's no. got a pushy mother. Ah. <laughs> no, no. Um, he, he works a lot. I'm all over the place right now. He's like waking up at 6am and coming home from the office till two. So wow. he, him and I were down in Florida for a little bit and, um, we were living in this, this little community and it's like a gated community where my parents live and there's not many young people there. So, uh, I think I went, <laughs> this is going to sound like a weird story, but, um, I was down there visiting my parents, living with them for some time. And this was after the show yep. more recently. Yes. Yeah, this is more recent. So, mm-hmm. Uh, when one of my girlfriends, her and I would always go on little golf cart rides. It's a golf cart community. And I was like, you know what? Let's go get popcorn at the country club. So we went there. This guy walks by and I don't think anything of it. Like I probably have like a resting bitch face on and I'm just going in <laughs> to get my popcorn, not thinking anything of it. And we leave and nothing said. And then her and I are just driving around in our golf cart and this guy pulls up and he's like, are you guys from around here? And we're like, yeah, who are you? Like, we've lived in this community our whole life, and we've never seen you. He's the only other young person there, right? And there's a couple other young ones, but we know them all. So yeah. this one was like, we we never grew up with you. And uh, we ended up going to his house, meeting his mom that day. She wow. seemed like a sweetheart. Right that, he must <laughs> right have been impressed. <laughs> yeah, and just drink wine, watch the sunset. With but, the mother? Uh, she was She was, like, coming in and out, but checking up (laughs) no no No, but uh yeah he's super super smart he's one of the most adventurous people i've met he's actually a pilot as well but for fun oh no for fun fun. and uh he's he's lived a lot of life like some of the stories that i could he's probably 30 no he's actually younger than me wow he's how do you live a lot of life before you're 30 you know what he He's, you know, he also went to a boarding school as well. He's mm-hmm. traveled all over. He um, goes scuba diving like 160 feet with tiger sharks, and then he goes He's and jumps out. You know what? It doesn't so, sound like father it's, material. It's, it's so funny because his demeanor is so laid back mm. that, like, when when I like hear this stuff, I'm like, wait, you're in a plane doing flips, like that. That it doesn't it doesn't match up. So it's it's very funny because he does crazy things, but his demeanor does not doesn't yeah. have that more interesting men are that way i think yeah it takes you a little while to take a deep dive and mm-hmm. discover different things about him yeah so you're gonna tell had... us his name <laughs> i'll keep that one private and that's all we have time for today if you have a question leave me a voicemail on the business unusual hotline 888 barbara that's 888 b-a-r-b-a-r-a You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.